0: Welcome to Bethesda Broadcast, a ministry of Bethesda Church in Huron, South Dakota. Today, we get to hear from Tony Haug, who is a missionary in Shimonoseki, Japan. Tony will be sharing how God is working in Japan to expand the kingdom of God. Here's Pastor Roy introducing Tony Haug. as Tony comes up to share with us uh, this morning. Uh, Those of you that may not know Tony, uh, Tony and Marsha are supported missionaries of our church. They are in their 25th year, actually completing 25 years this summer, right? Celebrating 25 years of ministry in Japan. They are in Shimona very, very far in the south. Uh, Two summers ago, we took a group of 16 from Bethesda church and we got to witness firsthand meet the Japanese people many people in their church they have a great ministry they have led dozens and dozens of people to the Lord out of Buddhism and so we just thank the Lord uh, for them so Tony God bless you give him a warm welcome to Bethesda as he comes and shares with us this morning. I wanted to to kind of think through the best way to use the time that's remaining this morning and, and I know if it was me sitting there, um, I'd want to see uh, what's actually happening, not only with my ears, but with my eyes uh, there in Shimonoseki. So two things I'd like to mention to you right now. One is we have a sign-up sheet outside by the Welcome Center. And if any of you, sometime during the next two, three, four weeks, Uh, would be able to take out some time. I'd like to share personally with you, giving specific names, specific pictures, and a myriad of videos and and show you exactly what's happening in Shimonoseki, Japan. We'll touch on some things in the next few minutes, but I'd really like to go in depth and if there's any of you out there that would like to, to be a participant in that, please on your way out, sign up, just put your name and phone number and or email and I will contact you and we'll try to get a good time to, to share uh, a lot of these uh, things that you've been praying for over the past few years. Let's take um, a few minutes um, and look at our Easter service. Here's a little video clip from the Easter service that took place in Shimonoseki. Uh, the next day I, I headed to San Diego uh, to, 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 see, to see Titus. But if you'll notice on the, the back left-hand corner of the of the Group shot of the service. There's an 82 year old man that's attending that service, and he doesn't know that within an hour he's going to accept Christ as his Savior. So we'll talk a little bit about him too. But um, join me for a two minute look at our Easter service at, at Shimoseki Christ Bible Church. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Roy noticed that I had my preaching tie on in the video too. It's at the same time. Um, you noticed, I didn't realize, I probably should get with Tim and help him with the rhythm on some of those songs. I was the guy doing the tambourine there. Um, that, that's, our, that's our church service. Notice that we're focusing in uh, not only on the, the main service, but the, the fellowship time afterwards. And, and some of the team members that were there a couple of years ago certainly remember uh, the folks there in Shimon Seki love to get together and eat and just share joy. So, so this, it's wonderful to share that with you. Like to take another uh, thirty-second clip, and and take a moment and think about what these children are learning and singing. This is going to be a clip from our new beginning preschool, and we've started full-time, everyday classes um, since this April, and our curriculum is based. We are Marsha is leading the the um, direction of 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 building the curriculum, but it's based on creation and it's based on the Creator God in a relationship with the Creator God and this is in in Shimonoseki, this is in Japan where 99.6 percent of the population is not Christian uh, they believe in many different gods there's no one Creator God so the fact that these children from age 2, 3 to age 5 every day are being loved on, being prayed for and being shared naturally about that they're created by God and God has a purpose for them is really remarkable. And this little clip here is a song, um, Who Made You? And the answer is God Made Me. Check out these kids for for a second if you would. I know God made me. Who made you? God. good thing to remember that God made us but uh, there's a uh, not so young lady by the name of Emiko Yamamoto uh, she's an 83 year old uh, Japanese that lives in our city several years ago um, her youngest daughter uh, age 50 who, and her name is now uh, was introduced to us we began studying the Bible with her uh, she became a Christian and actually when the Bethesda team was out uh, reforming and painting our buildings there in Shimonoseki several years ago we had an idol burning ceremony uh, for now and also a baptismal ceremony where Pastor Roy assisted me in baptizing now. Her mother also was in attendance at those meetings we had uh, shared the scripture with her on several occasions had begun studying the Bible with her but she had made a commitment to to become a Christian. Uh, several weeks after the Bethesda team left, uh, Mrs. Yamamoto shared in a small group there in our church that uh, when the team first came over, she couldn't figure out why they were, were coming over and, and taking times off from their job, and they'd take their vacation time and come over and just paint buildings and, 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 and help. But she attended the, the, the different noon meals, when we had testimonies and, and fellowship time, and uh, it really touched her heart and she said uh, after a week or so I thought wow, that's something that a normal person would not be able to do and she decided to become a Christian at that point point. and soon after the team left she accepted Christ but there was the the problem of idols in her life. Uh, generations and generations of idols had, had uh, caused not only herself but her her, her parents and her grandparents problems and it was a real struggle for her to make a commitment uh, to burn those idols. Right before the Christmas service uh, of this past year, she came up to me uh, right before the message and said, I don't want to bother you since this is Christmas and there's Christmas service here, but um, I've made a decision uh, to get rid of my idols. And I said, that, that is the message for today. Okay. That's the story that God, only God can give true peace peace that would be great enough to cause an 83 year old woman uh, to make a life-changing uh, decision to not only accept Christ but then to go against everything that she's been taught for many many years destroy the idols and now you saw just a glimpse of her there in the service but she is so filled with joy and it just actively involves it's like she has a whole she does have a whole new life inside of her and she testifies every place she goes about the peace that she's found uh, in Jesus Christ and actually her daughter had been away from the church for over a year and through this uh, decision of her mom to get rid of the idols in their home and and on that mountaintop she also has come back to the church and is now actively involved and involved in our praise team so it's a real testimony that God does make blind eyes see and I'd like to talk just a few minutes about that particular topic. Um, Our God is a God that takes blind eyes, spiritually blind eyes and miraculously through the Spirit of God and through the Word of God can change the way that they see. We, we sang earlier, uh, Lord, give me, give me the eyes, give me your eyes to see what you see. And the same God can, can give us, even the eyes that we have, he can take away the spiritual blindness and we actually can see how God views us and how he views the world and it's very powerful. And I'd like to look just very quickly at John chapter nine. And I read uh, from chapter, uh, John chapter nine, verse one. As soon as I get there, I'll read it. Okay. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go he told him, wash in the pool of Salome. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. If you go down a few verses uh, to let's go to twenty four. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. And then uh, verse 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking of you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Several years ago, a man in his 60s stopped by our Christian bookstore at the Christian Center in downtown Shimonoseki. And he was talking to me and he, he mentioned that, that he liked golf and he'd heard that we had a, a golf ministry um, out of the church. And, and we got to talk and we invited him to the golf ministry. His wife was a Christian. He was a Christian also, moved down from Osaka. Uh, she started coming to our church. And this couple, the Nakanos, uh, worked at a local mission school there. They had just retired and were kind of discouraged in their Christian life at that point. And the whole reason that they had moved back to Shimonoseki several years before that was to see their relatives come to know Jesus Christ. And they'd seen several relatives um, in neighboring cities become Christians, but um, their older brother, had not become a Christian, and he, he, he wasn't hostile to the gospel, he just didn't understand, and he was so involved in, in the Buddhist and Shinto religion uh, that it just didn't look like it would be a possibility that there would be a, a change there. We continued to pray for him. Um, I believe Pastor Roy and, and, uh, and his family stayed with the Nakanos uh, when they were there. Um, I don't know if Roy still does this, but uh, Mr. Nakano has a bowl of ice cream every night. That's kind of his, I'm guessing you don't do that anymore but Mr. Nakano uh, still does it. He's a unique individual. Anyway, uh, this past Easter service uh, Mr. Nakano brought his older brother and I talked to him on many different occasions and we see him at the 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 monthly golf tournament and have prayed with him and, and shared scripture with him but it was just like absolutely spiritually blind, very polite very congenial, but the gospel just didn't make sense to him. Um, during our, our service, we also shared a five-minute click of the of the cross of Christ from, from the, the movie The Passion, The Passion of Christ. And after the service, uh, as I gave the invitation, I noticed off there to the back right that, that Mr. Nakano was raising his hand. So we continued on with the invitation, and he raised his hand again. So after the service, as I went to talk to him, he came up to me, and he he did have tears in his eyes and he said, he said God makes blind eyes see God makes blind eyes see he said that is just such a powerful statement uh, it was just a few minutes later in a circle that uh, Mr. Nakano prayed to receive Christ as his savior. God is a, is a God of miracles And one of the greatest miracles that he does is he can take a lifetime of not understanding how much I'm loved and how much Christ has done for me, and in an instant, he can take away the darkness. Mr. Nakano has myriads of idols and myriads of false teachings that's in his heart. It's going to take a while as we go through Scripture and meet with him to sort all that out. But God made his eyes to see and that's directly linked by his brother and sister-in-law moving back to Shimonoseki and praying for him daily and sharing with him and having the courage to bring him uh, to Easter service you know there's also uh, a young lady in, in our church that's kind of a spark plug right now she, she's a newbie uh, just gotten there in the last couple of months and she had an interesting story that I'd like to share with you real quickly right before Christmas um, actually several months before that she went with her mother and visited a city called Yamaguchi, Yamaguchi City about an hour and a half from where we are and she visited a Catholic shrine that was left over from uh, hundreds of years ago when Francis Xavier was there and she was kind of touched I guess by the just the the deepness of the fact that this Catholic missionary would go and, and share about God in, in the city of idols there well uh, she came back to Shimonoseki and there's a new road that's been completed right behind our church. It's an expressway that comes right behind our church and while the Bethesda team was out with us several years ago Marcia and I had been talking about it quite a bit on our walks and I asked the team members uh, if they would be willing to, to put a, a 3D, a, a, actually I wasn't even thinking of a 3D, a cross on the roof of our church and Tim and, and Josh and the other guys, Max and all those got together, and Don, and now I'm going to have to name everyone on the team, just the whole, This lot of people got together on this. And uh, no, I heard you guys didn't laugh here, you're laughing, that's, a, anyway, um, they spent, it was really hot on that roof, and um, I was, I wanted to help, but, but everyone was very concerned that, that with lack of balance, and being a diabetic, and everything that I shouldn't get up there, so I gave in and didn't go up there and help. But as they got, as they finished that cross, I mean, it was really impressive. And uh, it's kind of become the talk of our neighborhood in a sense. Marsha was thrilled when she came back. And I was mentioning in a service last fall, since they just completed the road, wouldn't it be tremendous if someday, if we could have that 3D cross illuminated at night? Because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of cars that pass by our church in that new expressway. And the the expressway is set up so for about 25 seconds you're facing our church and you see that cross during the daytime. Well, a lady in our church uh, that that owns a cake store heard that testimony and she gave a a $2,000 offering to our church and said, you can use this to get the cross illuminated. And if there's any money left over, put it towards uh, raising funds for the, the New Beginning preschool bus. So uh, we mentioned that to several men in our church, they got together, saved a lot of money, and maybe for three quarters of that price, they were able to get it lit up uh, so that at night at a certain time to a certain time in the morning, it's illuminated, that that cross is illuminated there for anyone to see for, for several miles, and especially on that road. Well, Chiaco drove that road, saw that illuminated cross, and she came to our Christmas service and she said, "I saw the cross on the church and I was wondering if maybe I could find peace." Those those are the words that she used. It was within weeks that uh, she got down knelt down on her knees in, in in our office there on that carpet and she found peace. She accepted Christ as her savior she'd seen the illuminated cross and the cross drew her to come to the church. I mean, these are fantastic God things. She was in the darkness, she couldn't see, she was almost 40 years old, but when she saw the illuminated cross, she thought maybe there's hope. And now she's in baptismal preparation. Uh, When I go back, I'm here in a few weeks, Uh, we're having our 25th uh, anniversary as a church ministry there. In Shimonoseki, and she'll be baptized um, on our, at our anniversary uh, service. So it's just fantastic. Just as, as Christ healed that blind man from birth. And it was it, the problem wasn't who had sinned, why he was blind. The point was that he was going to be made to see the works of God. And Chiyako Tanaka saw Christ accepted christ just a a few months ago and is going to be uh, baptized here in just a few weeks as jesus heard that the blind man had been uh, kicked out of of where he was uh, of the uh, temple there and as he came to, to this blind man, and, and the blind man saw him now, Jesus had an important question for him. He said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Savior? Do you believe in the Messiah? And the blind man said, actually his answer is, I haven't met him yet. Tell me about him so, so I may, introduce him to me so, so I may believe. So his heart, he'd been healed physically, and his heart was open. And Jesus came to him and said, now, would you like to spiritually see? Would you like to have a relationship with God? And the blind man said very practically, who is he that I may believe? And Jesus said, it's me. And the blind man believed in the Messiah that day. We have a, a, a real burden in our heart to reach Shimonoseki for Christ. When we talk to our church people, we have three different locations. Uh, two smaller locations and then the larger location Kawanaka. And we share with our people that we shouldn't look around and, and see who's in the pews today and decide what sort of ministries we're going to do because of who's sitting in the pews but we should plan and pray and look at the city of Shimonoseki and decide our ministries and our outreaches by who we believe God's going to bring into to our church and sit in our church pews. We have a a vision that after 25 years in Shimonoseki that we are starting to see some cracks in the foundation there and we're actually starting to make a little bit of difference. We've seen over 600 Buddhists become Christians. Many of those have moved on to other cities, even other countries. But there's a good group of people that we have in Shimonoseki that believe in Christ and are being trained. For the last six years, we we translated, and now we have been teaching now for six years, Bible Training Center for, for Pastors and Leaders. You're studying it here. We've done that for six years. We're just completing a course on evangelism and missions. And we've been spending the whole time in that class. Everyone has to put on their missionary hat when they sit down in that class. And they're getting ready to go to a foreign culture, learn a foreign language, and decide how to share Christ in those situations. And we've ta- as we've talked about this through the semester, the vision has become, begun to be formed that, that we're a city of 300,000 people. And there's not a whole lot of Christians in our city but there's a whole lot of God in our city. And there's many people that probably are seeking after God or or would seek after God if they knew who he was. So uh, we haven't put a name to it yet. We're open to any suggestions. But we'd like to, over the next three years, go on a search in Shimonoseki and find 300 God-seekers. Shimonoseki's 300,000 people. If one tenth of 1% of the people there were able to find that are seeking after God, in three years we can stand before you and share with you 300 testimonies of how God made blind eyes see. Now, you hear in Japan, one out of every 1,000 people are Christians. People spend years there, no one gets saved. That's true, but it doesn't always have to be true. And we've seen different. So I'd ask you to pray for us. We're going to be putting together a questionnaire and we have to be very careful because it's easy to offend in Japan and there's lots lots of cultural ramifications there. But we want to put together a questionnaire where if someone is not interested, we can step right back from it, apologize for taking them time. If they want a pamphlet or something, we'll leave that with them. If not, we're on to the next location, next house, next person but for those that are spiritually sensitive right now or have an opinion about spiritual matters and they're willing to share those then we can take what they say and they'll become a, a pattern will develop out of those questionnaires that we do and we'll be able to see who God has brought to Shimonoseki now in 2014 and how we can better reach them we're going to train our people to go out in twos or threes I'm sure there'll be times when it's just one but to reach out to the people and find those people who are seeking after God. That's why we're there, and that's why the gospel message is so powerful because any one of those people that is seeking after God, uh, we go to this verse a lot, but it's the basis of our ministry. I think we have the scripture reference in Acts 17, starting in verses 23, 24, 25, 26. If you'll read through that, uh, right towards the end, it tells us why God has set the boundaries of where we live. Why those people are living in Shimonoseki? Why were there in Shimonoseki? And the answer is that if they will seek after God, they will find him because he is not far from them. And, and Paul talks about the God of creation and that God guides their lives and has set them there so that they may find him. So I'd ask you to pray for us and pray for our church that we'll be able to find in the next three years those 300 seekers of God and that this plan to to, to go out into Shimosaki and find those people that God would bless that and give us the strength and the wisdom and the know-how how, how to lead the people uh, to do that. We have a a young man in clothing, in clothing I would say uh, did I say a young man in clothing? All of our people are in clothing But in closing, we have a young man that was introduced to us uh, along with his wife and, and two young, young children that had, had gone to word of life. He, he was a, a, a Japanese Christian. His wife was a Japanese Christian. They'd gone to word of life. They'd met there, married, gone to Davis College, got their degree, came back to Osaka. Worked in society for, on society for a while where they were interning in their church. Then he went on a seminary in Tokyo, found a small Bible seminary there, completed that. At that point, he was introduced to us. And he's come down to Shimonoseki to work with us, and over the next three years, we're training him to become pastor of the Kawanaka branch of our church there. And I would guess eventually uh, to lead the ministry. So, so pray for Naoki Uh, and his wife and family there and that we'd be able to to share the vision with him and reach out there to Shemoseki. Thank you so much for your prayers, your support. Um, People have asked about the bus. We have raised $33,000 of the $40,000 project. We have the bus. We're using the bus. Kids love to see the bus. They love to ride the bus. Our preschool ministry has gone from zero last year to 11. So we're basically growing at a um, 1,100 per, percent um, growth. So who knows how many people we'll have next year. But um, uh, we need about 16 children to, for it to be solvent. So we're about five people away. So this first year, we knew we were going to run in the red. Uh, our bus project is not just for the bus. It's for the running costs of the bus and for the bus driver. So if you'd pray for us, the, the, the remaining of that would come in. And pray for our New Beginning Preschool. Marcia's doing a wonderful job. Um, we have a, a, a teacher, a family from the Philippines that taught in New Zealand for several years that's going to be joining us, Lord willing, really next March. Until then, Marsha will be teaching at the preschool full-time. She's, she's leading the preschool. And uh, one other thing. Next year, for one year, we need an English conversation teacher. Again, isn't that funny? We always need an English conversation teacher. Well... well we're we're there, we have wonderful teachers there right now three teachers are actually sharing two positions but next year, next August uh, one couple that that is taking uh, a number of classes is going to be going back there with their short term Uh, so we'll have one English teacher, we need one more, please pray with us, I think it would be great if someone from this congregation or someone you know that you could introduce us to, uh, could come out there whether it's from Beto County or or wherever, and and see the works that God is doing out there. And it'd be very, very wonderful. Thank you very much, Pastor. I turn the time back over to you. Thank you you for listening to our podcast today. If you have any questions or want to know more about our church, please go to our website at www.bchweb.org or find us on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.